What's up, Reimaginers? We're back with part two. Uh, welcome back to the recap show, NWSL Championship Edition. This is part two um, of Tobin and I recapping the NWSL final that happened um, November 11th in San Diego. Um, Gotham prevailed with a 2-1 victory over OL Reign. Um, so the first time champions, uh, Captain Bialy Krieger, took it all home. Um, and if you missed the last episode, definitely go back. We talked about key players, key moments, um, and then obviously celebrated Pino and Krieger. So there's lots of good juicy bits in that. Uh, definitely make sure you check out that episode. And today uh, we just had so much to talk about that we're going to continue the daily discussion. Um, jump back in and talk a little bit about the state of the NWSL. What's going on and what's what's coming up? Awesome, let's do it. Okay, so today on the daily discussion, we will be talking about the state of the NWSL. Um, I would like to start that we participated in NWSL Championship Weekend. Oh, we did. Yes, and what was so special about this is we really want to make more moments for our community, um, for the fans, for for um, the celebration of this sport. And we're so proud of the g- growth that has happened. Um, and there was a really special moment. We had the Just Women's Sports Party on Friday night before the uh, mm-hmm. championship game. And it felt like a reunion. It felt like, you know, so many like people from so many different lanes in football. Um, and it was something that I really enjoyed and reminded me how important it is the coming together of all these people from who have built this league from the ground zero, who are excited about coming into it now um, to really continue to drive the momentum and interest in this league because it's only growing and it's so important. I mean, we're doing this recap show because we love the league. We love talking about it. We love amplifying these players. We love amplifying these teams. It was such a fun weekend to celebrate how far this league has come. Uh, but also, you know, for, for all of us that are continuing to do the work, um, to continue to push for what we believe is that next step for this league um, in terms of growth. So let's get into it. These awesome events, we ran into these awesome people, um, but curious, like what what was NWSL Championship Weekend like for you? Well, it was my first NWSL Finals Weekend. Um, So I think that just shows like it's starting to become a thing. And I felt really proud to be there. Um, you and I, we've made a commitment to shine a spotlight on women's sports and never take it off. Um, and part of that is showing up in these moments. It was definitely a blast from several different paths. <laughs> like we were seeing, I was seeing like college teammates that are now like executives yeah. and running companies. And I was seeing like old teammates, people that I played with in Europe, like yeah. everyone coming out of the woodworks. We, you know, we met with some re-ink investors. We were just yeah. seeing people from all walks of life. And yeah. that was really fun. Um, Biggest complaint was that I don't think there was any evidence that I went to that party on Friday night and I had a freaking cute little outfit on and no one will ever know. (laughs) 
That's funny. Yeah. At least I get to rewear it. <laughs> totally. Um, that was my first time um, at Snapdragon Stadium in San Diego. It was the it was an attendance record for a final, an NWL a final, which you know snaps amazing, but also like let's just say like good, not great. Like this stadium fits a lot more people, and I think what was like kind of like frustrating to me is like you have this stadium where you can pack the lower bowl, you know, sell out the lower bowl. And yet they opened the upper bowl before they've sold out the lower bowl. So now it looks just like, like it doesn't look like as good as a crowd. And the whole point of packing people together is because one, it makes for more excitement, more energy in a stadium. But two, when you're then watching the game and they pan out across the people, it looks like a sellout. Yeah, yeah. And this is what like frustrates me about this league and, and the league that I love that I spent a lot of my career in and sacrificed a lot for. Um, it, it frustrates me. And I say good, not great, because like, look, attendance record, awesome, but also frustration, awesome. Like, can we do better? And like, the answer is yes. I mean, I think that's production 101, like <laughs> operations, sports operations 101. Yeah. Um. And we have talked a lot about the production quality because we were kind of flabbergasted by the semifinals. So make sure you go back and check out that episode. <laughs> Don't laugh. It was a great episode. People can't miss this good, good juicy. No, I can't say a bad word. People can't miss these things. Yeah. Um, so go and check it out. Um, but I think your point is spot on. And I think that a reminder to everybody that as we call these things out, it's because we have an again but better mentality. And it is pushing for betterment, for improvement, for progress. We're not asking for perfection, but that's an easy fix. Um, and when you watch a game on TV, you want to see a packed stadium behind the play that makes you want to tune in next time. That gives you FOMO. That is a part of sports. So opportunity for improvement. So as Tobin said, we deemed that good, not great. But however, uh, we complained a lot about the field quality in uh, the semifinal at Snapdragon. And we were really hoping that our complaints would be heard <laughs> and they were going to quickly hire like 10 extra grounds crew to <laughs> fix this field. And I Sorry. would say... <laughs> Better, not good. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so you could see that a week had passed and the uh, foot American football lines had faded and maybe been mowed. <laughs> <laughs> but they were still faintly there. Um, yeah. Also, the quality of the pitch was quite poor. Yeah. And and it's a shame because I, I actually was talking to, to Alex Morgan at halftime and she told me that that field is perfect in the summertime when it's only being used for soccer. Mm -hmm. A perfect pitch. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a shame because as soon, put down, you get the American football teams out there, you put down the lines, and all of a sudden we're watching a completely different sport. And But I did see a couple of extra cameras. Oh, yeah. Uh, we asked for those extra we're cameras, have to go so look at you're the... welcome, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to go watch the stream because... I want to know how it looked. Did they get all the angles? Yeah. <laughs> Did they hit all the angles? <laughs> I want to know what that VAR review looked like. Um, but yeah, so... so Good, not great. Better, not good. Better, not good. But, but let's keep going. But we're all moving up in all cases. Yes, certainly moving up. 
Well, another big talking point here is the primetime slot for the NWSL final. Um, I think the story goes that two finals ago in Louisville, um, the game was played at 12 noon and the players and the fans were in uproar. Mm -hmm. And I think this really shows, this story really shows the um, both sides of the coin of women's soccer. Mm -hmm. Which is so much good and so much progress and so much bad and so much learning lessons again and again. <laughs> um, so, you know, our broadcast partner at the time thought it was okay to put the game at 12 noon. And I think we had in the hundreds of thousands of people watch. That's a problem. Uh, that's not doing justice to our league and where we are. Yeah. Um, however, we have created some allies along the way, and one of them is Ally. And, <laughs> um, and honestly, they're you know hugely contributing to <clears throat> the growth of our game. Yeah. And um, so last year, they lobbied to get the game in prime time alongside all of us, mm -hmm. um, saying this is what we deserve. Put mm -hmm. us in prime time. Uh, last year was the first time that the NWSL Finals was played at primetime, and compared to that, you know, 125,000 that watched the year before, it was in the 900s of thousands wow. that watched the game. So just short of a million, Big um, which is tremendous growth, and it shows the power of primetime. It also shows the power of all of our voices uh, when we let it be known that we deserve more. You know, I think this this really just kind of shows the full picture of of what the reality is for us, that we have to continue to fight for everything that we have. Um, knock, knock, knocking. And, and we're going to continue to do it, but it would be great for some, you know, smart, like-minded people along the way to continue to lift us up. And we're starting to see more and more of them because, no offense, it's it's a no-brainer, um, and they're reaping the rewards for, for getting in early, that's for sure. And that brings us to... The new media deal. The new media deal. The epic media deal. So this was huge, right? We saw an increase of an annual, before we were getting 1.5 annually. This year. This year. Yeah. This year, 1.5. Anyway, so we go from 1.5 to now the new media deal has the NWSL bringing in $60 million annually. That's right. We had to do a double take because at first, just thinking about exponentials here, yeah. we were like, it must be $60 million over the four years. And that would be like $1.5 to $15. Yeah. That's 10x growth. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that we don't deserve this because actually, like, I actually think there's a lot of room for improvements in this deal. Yeah. But it is insane growth. And we have to celebrate that. All of the work, like to get a deal like this, mm -hmm. think about all of the work. Reestablishing the U.S. Women's National Team Players Association, yep. fighting for equal pay, getting the entire world on our side, yep. bringing in lawyers, PR teams, um, an executive director, all of the things that just helped the U.S. Women's National Team. Mm -hmm. And then doing the same thing at the league level, yep. establishing a players association, negotiating a CBA, yep. having a voice, fighting for our rights, all yep. of those pieces to coming together. And now you've got a deal that um, I'm, I'm not even going to comment on if it's a fair value of where we are mm -hmm. because those things are moving so fast I can't keep up, yeah. which is a great thing. 
but it is beyond the normal amount of growth that we've ever seen. Yes. Um, and that's really, really exciting. So thank you to all of the people, players, and um, leaders that have worked really, really hard to to create something that we can all celebrate. Yeah, really great. And look, it's it's we're like kind of carrying the torch here. It's for all of women's sports globally. This was a big deal. This was a big number to look at. Um, but let's get into what that number really looks like. So right now we have to watch games between CBS and Paramount. Plus. Plus. Um, and it's frustrating. I cannot stand when I can't find the games. Like, it's so hard between two. And now we are going to have to figure out between four different places, and there could even be more than that because there's some games that are still unsold, according to you. Yeah. Um, four different places. I'm sorry, but, like, this is completely unfair to, like, any fan. This is going to destroy me. Okay, this is so funny. I, I'm i going to go out on a limb and say um, that our community can relate to this. You know, when you go on Paramount Plus and you see the little box. You see it. And it says that this game's going to be on at what time? And you're like sitting there waiting for the game to come on. And then it's finally time for the game to come on. And you click on the little icon. Yeah. And nothing, nothing. happens. Nothing happens. And, you know, after 15 minutes of the game and you're just like, is the I'm getting notification out? that you the game's see, on. You yeah. see that the, the team that you wanted to support has scored. Yeah. And you go... I'm going to check CBS. And you go over and the game's on CBS. And all that I ask is that you would tell us people yeah. when we're in the Paramount Plus app, yeah. game's on CBS, click over to yeah. CBS. Just let us know. The, the game is not here. Why do you even have yeah. an icon yeah. in Paramount Plus for a game that you're not showing? Yeah, and and even if it was like by, by day, like on these days... These games are shown on this channel, but it's not even by day. It's like you could go from one game to another on a different place. And that's just, that's where it frustrates me. Um, but like, you know what? Google, I, I mean, the Google searches for what's going on, like where, what, where can I watch NWSL is probably like, I'd love to know what, how many Google searches <laughs> are about the NWSL because like, honestly, this is why our fans are the best fans in the world, because it is a major source of frustration. But somehow these sources of frustration unite us, like, because we're all just frustrated. Yeah. And it's like we can all we kind of feel it. Find the game. And we just want to watch the game. Yeah, you know it's a problem when players in the league can't find their own games. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that's the worst part. So we have created a little conundrum for the fans <sighs> moving forward. We have four different distribution partners, yeah. and we have, I think, about half the inventory, half the games um, each season are still unsold. Oh, wow. And they're going to be vertically distributed on nwsl.com unless they are sold. So there could be even more partners. Um, so that's going to be tough. Yeah. And then the other kind of uh, point of frustration, I think in particular was I, I saw this big number and I thought to myself, amazing. Like now, like the salary cap's going to go up so much um, and and all these kind of improvements. And then, you know, somebody kind of like somebody then uh, really burst my bubble and said, um, actually, no, that's not true because um, 
according to them, uh, all of the money will be reinvested at a league level. Was I that person that bu- bursted your bubble? <laughs> it probably was you. Someone close to the source. <laughs> Somebody. Um, but... But honestly, like so, so that means like like the at the league level, like they're gonna re reinvest that money into the league. Okay. Which means the teams won't see it, the salary cap won't be affected by this media deal money. Okay. So first things first, this is a rumor. I'm not, this is unconfirmed. <laughs> oh, unconfirmed. Okay. I'm not sure if I'm the source. <laughs> well, can't wait for some some journalist to. Ask somebody dig in and find out if this is true um, and make a big uh, headline of it because rumor has it that the salary cap cap does go up every year. Uh, Minimum salary, max salary goes up every year. But uh, we were told that this direct deal will not have an above ordinary influence on those things, Uh, which is incredibly disappointing because media deals are the foundation for leaks. That is where, you know, league-wide, that is where all of the revenue comes from. And um, it's important for a lot of reasons. And one of the biggest things to celebrate, I thought, in uh, the announcement of the media deal was when we think about making the NWSL the best league in the world, this is the best media deal in the world, right? Um, and when we talk about attracting talent yep. and keeping talent yep. and developing talent, salary matters. Yep. And what we can and what we do pay players allows us to create the best league in the world. And so the advantage of this big media deal was in a lot of ways that we would now be able to keep and create some of the best players in the world because yeah. we'd be able to pay them. Keep and attract the best players in the world. Yeah. 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 And develop yeah. with through resources. And develop. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, I think that look, there's there's so many ways to invest money in this league. There's so many places that need that investment. I will say that we need better production, and it will be going to produ- producing the games. In one of the press releases, I heard that our commissioner made a commitment to producing every single game um, of the same quality. So if the game is going to be on NWSL.com or if the game is going to be on ESPN during wow. primetime, um, both games should have a super high premium production quality, which I think is very interesting and surprising in a lot of ways, but awesome. So I'm looking forward to seeing that improvement. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we are wrong or that this changes and that we're able to optimize and maximize the use of these funds because players do deserve to be paid yep um we're creating a ton of value in this league uh women's sports is on a major economic upswing and it's still early days yes um and we're here for it all and we're going to keep going and keep growing yeah and i think as a, a at a team level um teams aren't yet where they need to be they're not fully professionalized and what i mean by that is each market is different in terms of their facilities, their resources, their realities of going to work every single day. Mm-hmm. And there is a level of professionalism that has to raise, which is why I am passionate about that money being invested into the team level at, at some capacity, because those standards need to increase to retain talent, to attract talent from other places, to become the best league in the world. Because ultimately, this is an entertainment business, so there's two things that have to happen for entertainment you better show on display the best players in the world 
And second, you better be able to show on TV by the production quality that this is a legit league with legit money that shows the quality that it deserves. So that sums up the daily discussion on the state of the NWSL. Uh, So much good and so much to look forward to. And we will be here for it all. Um, And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, community questions. What's up, everybody? This is Kristen Press, and this episode is proudly sponsored by Element. As a pro soccer player, we're always traveling, we're always training, and that makes hydration just that much more crucial. But honestly, it's pretty important for everybody. And I recently tried Element, which is an electrolyte drink mix, and it helps you retain the nutrients that you need to be hydrated. Staying hydrated is particularly important on my healing journey and I am taking special care to make sure that every single thing that I'm consuming helps with anti-inflammation and well-being and that's why I am especially excited about Element and I know that they're very careful with all of their ingredients and they're all natural which is really important as I am trying to get the most out of every single day and every single thing that I consume. You don't need to be a professional athlete to enjoy it. I like to enjoy Element when I am preparing for my recap shows. Element's been a proud sponsor of the recap show since the beginning. We have an amazing deal with them. Right now, Element is offering a free sample pack with any purchase just for our listeners. That's eight single surf packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors. You can get yours today at drinkelement.com recap. This deal is only available through this link. So go to D-R-I-N-K lmnt dot com slash recap. I know that a lot of our reimaginers are loving this product, um, and so we're so excited to share it with you. And the best part is Element offers a no questions asked refund. So you make your purchase, you get your free eight pack, And if you don't like it, you can return it and get your money back. And it's totally risk-free because, you know, the brand, they believe that you're going to love it. And so do we. You have nothing to lose and electrolytes to gain. Big thanks to Element. Now back to the show. Katya asks, you all said that you compete a lot. So who wins 1v1? And I just cannot wait. 1v1 and what? 1v1 in soccer. Like in soccer? Oh. Katya. That's easy. Of course me. Uh, (laughs) Should I explain why? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, Katya. Um, I love 1v1s. Um, It's uh, been a pretty foundational part of my game, both offensively and defensively. Um, and Kristen has put up with me for many off seasons where, you know, I love to train 1v1 situations. Um, and it's also something that she's, she is very good at. And, but I will say, <laughs> <laughs> I take the cake on most 1v1s, but there is a specific 1v1, um, that Alyssa Nair can actually attest to. Oh, sorry, Lissy. She's participating. 
um, in a lot of these, um, which is um, there's a lot of different formats of 1v1s. And this is the format of 1v1 to big goals, which means you have like two players going 1v1 and two goalkeepers. Oh, what a dream. 1v1s to big goals. And um, in this particular format, Kristen Press is ruthless because uh, she is best in the world at this skill, which is shooting in front of defenders, where she essentially uses defenders as shields to um, shield the goalkeeper from the ball and put in a classy finish. And for me, when I participate in this type of format, I, you know, dribble around the player and then, you know, slot in a cheeky finish. And it is infuriating to play her in this because I kind of think she cheats in doing this because she doesn't even attempt to take me on 1v1. She just uses me to score as a shield. I would say that Kristen Press sounds like a mastermind. I I mean it think is think about all the effort of getting around. I mean it's such an defender. effort. Yeah, and honestly, I just shoot it, and you either have to block it with your body, yeah. which is not fun. Yeah, or you have to let it go past you. Yeah, like when you hit me with the <laughs> shot, I'm just like so annoyed. Mastermind. Um, but yeah, Katya, it's, uh, we do compete a lot, but um, in one v ones, that's uh, that's one I'm pretty confident in. <laughs> Anyways, trip down memory lane, Katya. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Kristen. This is it's time for this one. Jennifer asks, what is Kristen's resistance to community questions about? Well, thank you, Jennifer. I cannot wait to share with all of you my resistance to community questions. Okay. I will say that. My personality is pretty serious, and I fancy myself a serious gal. And for that, I like to have serious conversations. And this fun stuff of community questions is just just slightly <laughs> outside my comfort zone. Um, and I was, and you know this, I was raised, and my personality is such that my silly guard down, goofy, wild, dancing around the house self is really reserved for those in the inner circle. But over time, this community has proven to be pretty trusted. Um, And so maybe... Maybe now I count all of you in my inner circle, and maybe that's why I've agreed to community questions. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's emotional. Are you trying to fake crying right now? <laughs> Everyone in the community is just like <laughs> inner circle. <gasps> wow, that was really moving, Kristen. Um, <laughs> thanks for including us all in your inner circle, and I'm sure um, people will be more motivated to continue to ask questions now that they realize you're so open to answering them well i'm not so open don't push your luck here i am relatively open thank you so much uh for tuning in we are so grateful we love creating this show for you um it is so important for us to be having this dialogue we know the value of it we know that we are changing the game each and every one of us when we watch women's sports when we talk about it when we shine our spotlight um, onto these amazing athletes, players, mm-hmm. and stories that reach far beyond the pitch. Um, and 
by the time this episode is released, we are full-blown in Reimaginers United Land. Mm. Um, our collection is live, and we hope you love it. And to our Reimaginers, uh, we love you. Thank you so much for all the support. Keep those community questions coming because we will be back. The NWSL finals have passed, but the recap show lives on. Um, and we are going to be continuing to make new episodes every week. Even though every other podcast about women's soccer is ending, we're just getting started, folks. I love it. Yeah, I know you do. LFG. <laughs> The Recap Show is a re-ink original series produced in partnership with HeadGum Studios. If you believe in what we're building and love this show, the most important thing you can do is follow or subscribe. Hit the plus sign on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review and share the show with a friend. We are so grateful. The Recap Show is executive produced by Tobin Heath, Kristen Press, Shane Romani, and Jamie Friedman. For HeadGum Studios, The Recap Show is brought to life by supervising producer Katie Moose, associate producer Ali Khan, video engineer and editor Rochelle Chen, motion graphics Eddie Ramos. Thank you.